Happy football season. This is NFL tight end Colin Thompson and founder of Not For Long Media. Trending Thoughts with Tory Smith is brought to you by our friends over at Wealth Advisory Services. If you don't know them, you should. Located in Doylestown, Bucks County, outside of the Philadelphia area. Also down the Jersey Shore in Cape May, New Jersey. And they work with clients across the country. They have a personalized approach to managing your wealth. Managing wealth with an eye towards the future demands with skill and vigilance in today's global economy. Over the years, we've worked with clients and other professional advisors, including attorneys, accountants. They help people with retirement. They help young investors like myself navigate the crazy climate that we are in today. So check out wealthadvisoryservices.com located outside and inside the Philadelphia area. Enjoy Trading Thoughts with Tori Smith. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back for another episode of Chenning Thoughts. I'm your host, Tori Smith. And I'm not going to lie. I said I wasn't going to do it. But life's been catching up to me, and I've been procrastinating a little bit. So I got to work on that schedule so I can get into a more routine flow. But football was excited this past weekend, and I mean, I can't wait to talk about it. I'm mad I didn't do it right away, but better late than never. But let's start off right away with the Ravens. You know, I got to talk about my favorite teams. Panthers, I'm struggling a little bit, but I still love them. Right, the 49ers lost the game. Not worried about them at all. The Eagles balling, Ravens balling. Let's start off with the home team right here in Baltimore. The Baltimore Ravens look like the best team in the league on Sunday. And notice that I said on Sunday, not in general, because it is a team that when they play their best, they can't be touched. And when Lamar Jackson plays like that, which honestly he does play that way a lot, this is a contending team, which we already knew. So I want to say shout out to Lamar. For being AFC player of the week, 393 yards, four touchdowns, 155 passer rating. Cat was balling. Lamar has really been playing lights out all year, which is why if you follow me on social media at Tory Smith WR, you will see that I do not tolerate Lamar Jackson slander, right? I don't just call people racist because they don't like him. However, I will say there's a lot of bias when people talk about Lamar Jackson versus other quarterbacks, but the way Todd Munkin is using him right now. There's nothing that a single soul can say about the way he's performing as a pocket passer. He's making plays all over the field. He's making plays on the move. I'll tell you what. I've been watching in the past few years, but I've really been diving in this season, and I didn't realize how many free plays you get as a receiver. Let's call it hidden yardage, right? Plays that the ball may not have gone your way, but because Lamar did some crazy play and escaped, it leads to big play opportunities for you down the field. Receivers have to love it. I mean, I see Zay at least once a week making a play with his quick self, breaking open because Lamar's scrambling, making plays. I mean, those boys look good. Uh, it's, it's They're tough to beat when they're playing like that. The defense is continuing to get better and better. And not only that, they didn't just beat anyone. They beat the new Detroit Lions that had been balling all year long. One of the best teams in the league, still top five, regardless of the whooping that they took right there at MIT Bank. But uh, it was a big time win. You know, um, I was excited. I was there uh, for the first part of it. So it was fun to watch the 
everything take off. It was congratulations to Terrell Suggs for being inducted into the Ravens Ring of Honor. Big moment for him and his family. Uh, you know, definitely a, a great teammate that used to terrorize me as a young rookie. But, you know, I have a lot of respect for him, you know, and his leadership. I tell people all the time, Terrell Suggs is a guy that does not get enough credit for his leadership because Ray Lewis was there. But he was really just as much of a vocal leader as Ray Lewis, as Ed Reed, which goes to show the culture that even those two goats can go and let someone like Suggs have his place to be himself. It's probably one of the more special things about being in the Ravens organization. Guys were allowed to be themselves at all times, and Terrell Suggs was that. One of the best players ever played his game, future Hall of Famer. And congrats to Suggs and the family on, you know, his name really living forever in Baltimore. That's a pretty cool moment uh, for him there. But back to the script, the Ravens have been balling, right? And when Lamar Jackson plays that way and when the defense shows up, it's going to be tough sledding for a lot of teams. It's just about being consistent. Talking about a team right now that could be undefeated. And I know it's easy to say that a team could and should be. But let's be honest here. The Ravens should have beat the Steelers. That was a terrible performance, right? And then the Colts came to town and were able to win there. Two games that should have been easy wins. And now you're sitting here with two losses versus being undefeated. But, hey, you got to remind yourself, too, as a fan, um, as an analyst, as a former player, that those guys on the other side get paid to play, too. And you got to show up each and every Sunday. So uh, the Ravens have been doing their thing. I'm excited for them, and we're going to see what the future holds for this team. But I see this as a team that will be contending to be the number one seed towards the end of the season for the AFC, which would be dope to be able to have some home playoff games and really home field advantage all the way through for the Ravens right here in Baltimore. Now, for sure, be it every game. But on the flip side of that, once we get towards the end of the season, I know we're going to start diving at them two losses and start mixing and matching and kind of playing that game. But we're going to see how it all plays out. Everything's still in their hands, and it's going to be fun to watch them boys ball. Let's transition over to the other side of the coast. Stay in chronological order here with the San Francisco 49ers. Tough loss this week, but this team is fine. Injuries catch up to you, right? C-Mac was back, but they had a couple key injuries that do hurt, right? It's tough to win. I know it's the pros when you don't have a couple of your best players. That's a big deal. But the reality of it is, I am not concerned about this San Francisco 49ers team at all. One, they're one of the best teams in the league. Two, the NFC stinks. So there's plenty of room for error for the 49ers to get on track, to have some tough losses, to have some growing pains, to deal with some injuries, to allow, to allow guys to recover, and for them to still be in prime position. Right? They're still one of the best teams in the league, and everyone already knows that. It's just about going out there and being consistent with it. So. 49ers are the least of my concern right now. But I do want to talk about one stat that I saw on Twitter. So Jeff Kerr tweeted the other day that Kyle Shanahan is 0-36 when a team trails by 8-plus in the fourth quarter. Now, I always think you can go and look at numbers and they can really kind of mean whatever you want it to mean, right? When you hear leading or down by 8-plus in the fourth quarter, you might think, well, at what point did that happen, right? Were they down by 3 and then went up? and then went down by 10, like what exactly is that number? So that can kind of change things a little bit there. But let's be honest here. If you're down by eight plus at any given point, 
and you haven't been able to have at least one of those, that is kind of alarming. But at the same time, there's no easy fix for it. It's just something that just happens. And I think that's one of the things that really made Tom Brady so great is that we knew that he was going to be a guy that was going to be clutch at the end. And to be completely honest, that is not a, a coaching stat. Being down by eight is not a coaching stat. Something happened in the game that a player did to be able to go and, and be in that situation. So if you have a guy like a Tom Brady that's as clutch as ever, he probably bails you out of those situations a few times. He's going to put up 14 points in the fourth quarter when his team needs it. Right. But on the flip side of that, in this situation with Kyle Shanahan, you got to think of who his quarterbacks have been over the course of his career. And there just hasn't been very many clutch guys. There hasn't really been the need for very many clutch performances, even though you would think 36 game, one of them would have mattered. Right. But the reality of it is that's that it looks crazy, but it's not the end of the world. And I don't think that's a reflection of him as a coach, because what about all the other wins that he did have? Right. A lot of these times his teams have been hurt when they're healthy. He has one of the best teams in the league, period. So I don't want to kill him too much there. But that stat does look kind of crazy. And uh, Jeff, shout, shout out to you for pointing that out because it definitely led to a very interesting debate with myself and my friends um, off air. So it's pretty cool. Um, let's go back to the East Coast with the Eagles. Um, Eagles played the Dolphins, put it on. Right, put it on. Fun to watch. We were saying from the beginning, you asked me, I thought the two best teams in the league were the Eagles and the 49ers. And it's looking like right now, the Eagles are, regardless of how upset fans may be about the offense at times and, shoot, the defense too, fans are always upset about something in Philly. But the reality of it is, this Philadelphia Eagles team, when they come to play, and with the healthy Jalen Hurts and the battling through pain Jalen Hurts, playing like we know he plays, this is a team that can win the Super Bowl as well. So, as expected, how he's done a great job building this roster, I mean, big-time trade for one of the best safeties in the game. I mean, how he's just wheeling and dealing. And I'm surprised that the league continues to let him get away with this robbery of bringing in guys, especially the Titans. He's really fleeced them for two of their best players. Um, and A.J. Brown being one of them last year. I mean, it's pretty crazy even thinking about uh, what he's been able to do with picks. And I'm a firm believer when it comes to draft picks, Yes, they're important to develop your team, but the reality of it is if you can get the sure thing with a player, then you do that. Who cares about a draft pick if that draft pick turns out to be a bust? But if you know you have a sure thing that can help your team right now, give up that draft pick and go. Let's roll. And I think Howie's done a great job of proving that you can help your team in that way. And I'm excited to see what this team looks like coming here forward. But again, no concerns about the Eagles. Hope everything's all right with Jalen and he continues to Build, battle through and get comfortable, you know, with that shoulder injury. But now to the Panthers, stuff, stuff, stuff right now. Keep faith, keep pounding, and keep it moving. All right. Let's go to straight to college right now, though, uh, with Matt Rule. Matt Rule, the former Carolina Panther head coach and now Nebraska head coach. I made headlines this week when he came out and they were trying to bait him in to answering a question about what's going on in Michigan with uh, the cheating allegations and sign stealing and all of that. And he basically came out and said, well, it happens, right? He, he knows it happens and he wasn't really concerned about it. And he really kind of fought for what everyone thinks makes sense is that players should have the quarterbacks should have a microphone in their ear. 
treated like the league where it's cut off with X amount of seconds left and you go play ball, then there's no need to steal signals. But the reality of it is, Coach is right. I agree with him. Folks steal signals. That is not new information. They steal signals at every single level of football, period. Right? I don't think this is a situation where it's like, oh, it's it's an integrity issue. It's this. It's, I don't feel that way. I think it's scouting. If you're allowed to scout a team in person, if you're allowed to scout them on film, you notice things. You see things. You're allowed to use that to your advantage. Now, if it's a situation where you're at their practice and you're stealing signs or you're at their practice and you're doing these things, that's a different conversation. But that hasn't been what people are accusing them of. They've been accusing them of stealing signs from their games and from the TV copies, which everyone already knows if a team can do it, they are going to do it. Now, I can't sit here and tell you that I've played on teams and we knew and stole signs, but I can definitely tell you for sure that there were obvious signs and signals that we knew that they did. And you get that from scouting, from looking at film. And if you're at the game, you're going to notice these things. I didn't play at a time when they had signs and stuff like that where you could really steal it. But signals, hand signals, we knew those all day. Um, well, I remember one time we were playing a team. I was in the league at the time. And we knew the coach did the signals. He would just stick his hand up and signal the coverages. Knew the signals, very simple, very basic. I'm not going to say the coach's name to throw him under the bus. But I literally would walk out, jog out the huddle. I would look at him, see what he's signaling, and then make sure I confirmed it with what I saw. Simply because we knew it from watching film. You can see him on the sideline. You can see him on TV copies. TV throws more people under the bus than anybody else. But you can go and you can see that. And it's like, oh, we're good to go. right? We're going to be able to go and ball out, and this dude's going to let us know every single time. As a receiver. Y'all might think coverages don't matter, but coverages are everything. If I know what a DB is trying to do, because I know what coverage he has to play, and I know what his job responsibility is, you can fly off the ball. You can play fast. And it does give you an advantage. So, sign stealing, knowing what you're doing, you can call it stealing, call it scouting, whoever you're talking to, whatever it is, people are going to do it, and people are going to continue to do it, as unless you figure out ways to eliminate it by having a microphone and not having to uh, do as many signals. But um, to me, I think it's an overblown story. Um, I don't know what it's going to mean for Coach Harbaugh. I do know that if Coach Harbaugh, they continue to try to put pressure on him like it's a major issue, then we may see Coach Harbaugh in the NFL sooner than later. Now, we'll see how that plays out. We flirted with that a couple of years ago. But I hope if he wants to stay, he has the opportunity to stay. Because, again, anyone that plays – Anyone that coaches knows that this is happening. Now, that's up to you to decide if you don't think it's fair or right. If it's knowledge out there, if it's info out there, to me, that doesn't bother me. You can get it. Now, it's not like people are going to post practices or unscheduled things to try to get more information. That's a problem. But it's an official game. Go take care of your business. Anything else? Absolutely not. All right. But I also skipped over this, too. I wanted to talk about another thing back back to Philly, going from Nebraska, from college, back to Philly, is the tush push. Since we're talking about cheating and we're talking about complaining, because one of my favorite things to do on Sunday is to simply pull out this phone right here and scroll and see how much folks are complaining about things that don't even matter. And the tush push is one of them that folks complain about each and every week. First thing I want to say, is folks call it a rugby play. 
I want to point out, I watched rugby the other day, watched the whole match. I don't know what about that play looks like a rugby play. Doesn't make sense to me. I've never played rugby. I've only seen highlights until I watched that, that game. And I've seen folks play in College Park in our nice green spaces. I've seen folks play in that way. But I've never saw anything that looks like the tush push. So that's a lie. I think people just say that because they don't know anything uh, about anything. And they want to relate it to something. But when it comes to the tush push, every other person, every other team is in fourth and short. And they try to get it. I think people just suck at quarterback sneaks. I don't think they have Jalen Hurts, who's strong as hell. I don't think they have Jason Kelsey, who's diving under the entire defense's le leverage. That's the problem. I think people are complaining because they can't get it because they don't have the right guys. And in your mind, you think it's fourth and short. Anybody should be able to get it. Clearly, that's not how it's working. Coach Sirianni said it himself. Folks aren't mad. They're just salty because they're not good at it. And he's told the truth. Nothing but the truth. So shout out to the Eagles. Shout out to Kelsey, who's really the pioneer of this thing. The dude barely loses. He's always lower than everybody. And he's one of the GOATs. So shout out to my guy, Kelsey. All right? Speaking of Kelsey, tired of the Taylor Swift stuff, too. All right? Travis Kelsey, my guy, loving to death. The fans are blowing the Taylor Swift stuff out of proportion. Taylor Swift is like Beyonce. They're that kind of star. People are going to talk about them. People are going to talk about them on TV. People are going to show her at the game. Who cares? They mentioned her for one second. Y'all are acting like they are doing TV specials every single time they show this woman on the screen. That's not what's happening. You could be annoyed with it, but understand that Taylor Swift being at the game is a big deal for hundreds of millions of Swifties all across the world. So talk about all you want. To me, it's a situation that folks need to get over. It's great for the uh, the league, and we see how it works out. Well, anyways, everyone take a woosah. That's enough of Taylor Swift and Kelsey for today. First of all, Kelsey's a solid dude, loving and depth, never played with. The cat always shows love. I got a lot of love and respect for him as a person off the field and uh, for sure love him as a player. So let that man be happy, man. Also, y'all leave his exes out of this. All right? They ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Let them go be great. All right? But anyways, that's really about it for this week. But I can't let y'all go without giving y'all the update on the youth football. I know y'all like to check in and see what's happening. So we have playoffs for us. We can talk about playoffs in the league when January hits. But playoffs for the East Howard Jaguars is this week. My man Cam and 7U, they're getting it in. Their first playoff game. He's excited about it. Uh, we'll see how they go out there and do. And then the 9U team, which I coach, plays next week. And we'll see how we do. It'll be a nice rematch against a team that we are looking forward to it. And I can't wait. All right, Y'all know youth football has basically kind of turned into my life a little bit here. Uh, lately and uh, didn't anticipate that a few years ago not gonna lie but now we're here um, on that note I do want to point out that for whatever reason there is more drama in youth football than there is in anything else more complaining the parents the trash talk the lies y'all would think that I have so much influence on how everything works like people are delusional when it comes to myself my role in sports, 
my influence because the reality of it is is that I'm there for the kids at all times, period. I don't try to shortcake, shortchange any child because my responsibility isn't just to my kids. My responsibility is bigger than that. I'm a former Raven. I'm in this area. And beyond being a former Raven, I'm a kid that looks like a lot of these kids that play this game that went through what they went through. And I try to do my best to give game back to them. So spend a lot of time doing that. So much time that it takes away from my household. So it's definitely annoying to hear people come out with, oh, the referees are all on Tory's side. I hear the same thing all spring and seven on seven. Uh, and in football, the same thing. Oh, Tory in the league. The league is changing this for Tory and this and that. I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all. I could buy and start my own damn league if I wanted to. If I wanted to do it that way. I don't. I want to be where I am. I want to help where my feet are. That's not a problem of mine. That's not a goal of mine. So when you hear talk of things in the complaint, it's like people are delusional. Whatever. I get it. It's fun to talk. I feel like when Coach Prime says people want to beat me, not the, not the team. Right? You kind of feel all of that. But the reality of it is the kids are always first. And I remember that. I know what goes on in my house. My wife. Look where I'm standing right now is Jag stuff all on the other side of me. Like, we're super committed to the kids wherever we are, wherever our feet are. So we look forward to that. But I'm not going to sit here in front. It's annoying as hell hearing people suggest anything other than us wanting to do what's best for the kids at all times. Because I don't know for the little haters that may hear this. And I'm probably going to share this on Twitter, too. For, you, for those of y'all that think I do coaching for anything but my child and my enjoyment of the game and giving back, I would love to let you know that I could very easily be working <laughs> with basically any NFL organization that I want to work for. So while I love Lil David and Cairo and those guys, it'd probably be a lot cooler working with Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts, right? That's just how it works. But that's not as purposeful as working with these young men about being better student athletes. So y'all remember that. So whenever you get your little hate going on, just remember, my ego is not wrapped around you football. Just remember that. I've accomplished a lot of things in the past. I can coach at any level I want to right now, but I'm choosing to coach these kids. I love the kids. I want to help the kids. All right? That's the last time I'm speaking speak on that. But anyways, y'all enjoy yourselves. Good luck to the Terps this weekend. Good luck to... All of my squads, Ravens, 49ers, Eagles, Panthers. Y'all check them on out. And shout out to the Commanders, too. Signing out. Catch you next week.